Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. And today's guest is Allison Saman, functional nutrition and lifestyle practitioner who helps people redesign their health and lifestyle so they can get fit, energized, and pain-free in ways that are easy, fun, and sustainable. In today's conversation, Allison shares her journey recovering from 10 years of chronic pain and her healthy later-in-life pregnancy at age 42 that illustrates the body's remarkable ability to heal. Allison, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. I am excited for our conversation. So I always love to ask. I know you, like most of us, have a story and a journey. I'd love for you to share with us how you got to be doing what you're doing. And I'm sure you'll share. There's particular things I can't wait to ask you more about. So yeah, absolutely. Well, once upon a time in another life, I struggled with unexplained chronic pain. And it was in my lower back, butt, and foot. And so sitting was excruciating. Walking. Oh, I also my knee. I didn't say my knee. So my knees, so I couldn't walk. But sitting, because my butt and my lower back had so much pain. And so basically for about 10 years, I was pretty miserable. Just a pretty miserable person. Hard to imagine, but I get it. (laughs) Really? Well, because at that time, I just, I blamed, you know, when you're in misery, you start to look for excuses why this is happening. And so I would blame the furniture. I would blame the bus, the commute, because I had a long commute into New York City. And I just the work schedule, just everything. This chair is so bad. And so at work, I, they, they got me a, a footstool because my feet were like numb when I would sit down. And when I would walk, my knees would swell. And when you're in New York City, everything is up and down stairs. And I used to think of myself as this healthy, active person, but I suddenly couldn't walk up the stairs. I, you know, I was that one who would walk by you on the escalator. And right. now suddenly I'm the person who, who is like, I can't do it. Or, you know, there weren't really elevators at that time. Now there, there's more elevators, but there weren't. And like, there's little old ladies passing me. And I was like, this is crazy. I was in my twenties. And oh so I was goodness. very unhappy. And around that same time, so I started seeing a neurologist for chronic pain. And around that time, my dad died mm, suddenly. So sorry. And it, he was 50. And if you looked at him and lined up a, a hundred men his age, you would never pick this man oh. to suddenly die without any warning. And, and it turned, because he looked perfect on the outside, and it turned out that he had severe heart disease that none of us knew he had because he looked perfect. And so I too was of that mindset of, if you're not fat, therefore you're healthy. 
Right. Meanwhile, <clears throat> I had all this pain that my dad was driving me to neurology appointments before work in the morning. And so I started between the grief of like, how could this happen to my dad who was yeah. fit, who exercised, he didn't drink, he didn't smoke. How could this possibly happen? So the devastation of that, I was already experiencing chronic pain. And when I first went for, it was my knee that started it off. And the doctor was like, mm, you're young, you're athletic, you're fine. And I was like, well, I don't feel fine. Yeah. And so I kept, I, I kept, just kept looking for answers. And there was a part of me that was like, oh my God, what if this is an early warning sign for something that we missed in my dad? No. And so then we're starting to look at like lupus and scleroderma, like all of these things. And I was like, oh. and now here I am, I'm, I'm 24, 25, thinking my life is half over. I'm going right. to die soon. And I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm miserable. I'm not, I'm not getting to socialize. I'm not getting to date. I'm not doing all of these things. And at the time I was in my dream career. I worked in television. So it was everything I ever wanted. And yet my body and life were crapping out. And so I was just on this journey to be fixed. It was fix me. What's wrong with me? Fix me. Right. What's wrong with me? I didn't have a diagnosis. Is it this? No. Is it this? No. Is it Raynaud's? Maybe. I had some Raynaud's. But what is it? And how come nothing is working? Nothing. You know, the physical therapy and the medications. And one of my medications that I loved was eventually recalled for causing heart attacks. Yeah. And there's heart disease in my family that we previously didn't know about. And so it just, it was like misery on top of misery. It like, it started with the pain. The pain started getting worse and spreading to other places. There was the, the, the emotional pain, the yeah. mental pain and, um, you know, misery loves company and you just sort of get into that, that miserable place. And so when I wasn't getting the diagnosis that I wanted, I saw the best, the, the best orthopedics and, and physical therapists, Michelle Kwan's guy and Wayne Gretzky's guy and like all the sports people and the best of the best. And they didn't know. And when one of them said, I want to do exploratory surgery. And oh, I was like, boy. explore. You don't know what is wrong with my knee because they did scans and my pain wasn't consistent with where there were some tears, but it like wasn't consistent. And I was like, something that doesn't feel right to me. And again, at the time, I thought I was a healthy, active person. <laughs> I knew nothing. I really knew nothing. Flash forward, I knew nothing. But there was something in me that was like, that doesn't feel right. And thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't do it. And there was one orthopedist who I went to who said, you know, we could do surgery or you could try to, and I was like, or you could try to strengthen the muscles around your knee. And I was like, okay, I like that. I like that. And so I'm still on this journey. 10 years go by and I'm still on the medications, going to all of the therapies, missing activities, missing work. Everybody thinks I'm a pain in the ass because I had pain in my ass and it just, it just was, was that kind of existence. And then finally I was introduced to a guy who did alternative therapies and he actually asked me about what I was eating. Ah. Nobody else had, Yeah, nobody else had in 10 years. And 
he's like, well, why are you eating that? And I was like, well, so at the time I was eating a healthy cereal, a glass of orange juice. Sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> a glass of orange juice and a multivitamin. And that's uh, because yes. I, that's what I grew up on. And that's a healthy breakfast, right? I don't even like orange juice, but <sighs> I drank it because my mom wanted me to have the vitamin C and I've always drank it. Me too. To take my yep. vitamins, right? Yep. That's that's the healthy American breakfast. And he's have like, some the glucose with your vitamins. That's absolutely. <laughs> and yes. And so he's like, well, why don't you eat an orange or have strawberries or broccoli to get your C instead of having orange juice? And I was like, what? I don't have to have orange juice? Really? Yeah. And so the first thing I did was take out the orange juice. Oh my goodness. And I didn't have pain the next day. Oh. Like, what? And of course there was more to it than that. It wasn't right. like that wasn't the, but it opened my eyes to, I didn't think that anything I was doing was the cause of my pain. Right. Not the self-medicating with sugar because that was my drug of choice. Not that. The more miserable I got, the more candy I ate. It made me happy. It made my body very unhappy. Right. Temporarily <laughs> happy. Made me feel <laughs> temporarily happy. Yes. <laughs> And so, but this light bulb started going off. And when I limped into his office, and this is this is a takeaway that I have, and this is what I use in my own practice. He said, hi, Allison, my name is Andy. I hope to never see you again. Right. And I was like- I say that too. If I'm any good at what I do, you don't need me forever. That's not the yes. goal. Yeah. Yes. And I, I just, I, I, that was a very new experience because it was always come back. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next right. week. We'll see you next week. We'll try more meds. We'll try. Yeah. Yes. More therapies, but that's not working. We'll do this. We need to come back. You just, yeah. And it helped me to see that I'm actually stronger, healing faster. I limped into his office. I walked out <laughs> and I started seeing him weekly for about three months. And then I think it was spread it started to spread out a little bit more and then it was like once every six months and it was once a year and now I haven't seen him since 2009 I think I maybe went for a tune-up it's been that long and I'm old now and my body works now and I'm able to do all the things I couldn't do in my 20s I don't have the constipation I don't have the joint pain I don't have the migraines so all these things that I took medications for I don't have the hormonal imbalance I don't have the skin issues. And so, for those of you listening on audio, when she says she's old now, don't buy it. <laughs> she's younger now than she was in her 20s, for sure. That is for sure. <laughs> Thank you for that. But yes, uh -huh. I feel that way. Honestly, I felt I like it. a little old lady in my 20s. And now in my 40s, I which is not old, but old, I'm as old as I've ever been. <laughs> Thank God. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And... And I feel better than I ever have. Yeah. Which is amazing. And we share so many similarities, in, including geographic. I don't know where you are, but I, I grew up in New Jersey. So in, I did the, too. <laughs> including in originally Short Hills and then went to high school in Bernardsville. So I grew up in Freehold. 
Okay. See, I also grew up drinking orange juice in the morning. I also (laughs) suddenly lost my dad completely unexpected in his early fifties. And we knew the difference was we knew he had heart disease in his family. And so I know that feeling like I, I can feel your story because I've been there. I remember in my forties, so declined on 10 meds, life was so small. And I thought I'm never going to live to see 50. Like he seemed healthy and I'm so far from healthy. So I I just say, sorry for your loss, but, but can relate to that. You know, there had this, and obviously we know now there has to be a better way. There is a better way. And, and I'm so glad that it it starts with like connecting one dot, right? Mm -hmm. For you, it was the OJ. Like mm-hmm. if one simple change, and I'm sure you're, it's the same with your clients. People get so overwhelmed because they think like they have to change everything. And it's like, okay, let's just, let's just get the needle to move. And then you get hungry for the, what else can I do? And yes. Oh my gosh. You know, if orange juice is bad, how's the candy I've been eating? You know, <laughs> that became my addiction. It yeah. was like, well, what else? How does that oh, feel yeah. in my body? Oh, uh-huh. and this crazy newfangled concept of nutrition that I'd never heard. It was like the best kept secret that yes. like food makes your body feel good. And sometimes what? it makes it hurt. And which one is which? And I like the one that makes my body feel good. Yeah. And I had no idea. You're younger was a thing. than me, but like <laughs> I also went through, I'm sure we all have part of this process. I love where, where you're like, you know, and I thought I was, I was fit and healthy. I thought I was smart. And all I did was take the meds for 11 years and never look for another way. Right. I thought I was doing everything. And so I, I think we go through as we learn, I was angry. Like when I realized that part of my issue was living on a low fat diet, you know, for years and years and years, I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, process through and I've let it go because it's not healthy, but (laughs) yeah, Um, that was part of it. Honestly, it was the fat free craze of the nineties. That was the downfall for my dad. And because I was the know-it-all healthy person, because I worked out, right. Right. I wore a little bikini on the beach. Yeah. So I knew everything. I made us go fat free because that's what everybody said to do. Right. Yeah. And dad, we, I grew up, we were in the dairy business and we ate margarine. Because it sure. was supposed to be healthy instead right. of butter. Come on. And you're in the dairy business. And we wow. were in the dairy yeah. business. Wow. Yeah. Disgusting. Ew. <laughs> yeah. We know we were margarine. We were fat-free milk. I switched yeah. us. <laughs> and all the lean and the Snackwell's cookies that you can eat the whole <laughs> box. So easy. Yes. Yeah. So been there. Done that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 the beauty of it that I, I did get to get older. And that with the wisdom of hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing what we know now so we can do better because we didn't know. We thought we were, so there's a part of me that also went through all of this, like, oh God, like we could have saved him. Like we didn't. Yes. Like we, everything we did. And I have to be careful how I say that because my mom doesn't want us to feel like we, like it's our fault. It's not though. You, you did the best you could with the information you had at the time. Really, really. And so, you know, it's not, there's no person to blame. It's just, it's, it is, it's so frustrating. And 
unfortunate and you know we don't get to know like would it would it be different I don't know and you are helping people and and doing amazing things obviously you've shifted careers and I kind of because I got excited about like all our parallels I, I interrupted your journey because you here you are 20s into 30s life is getting smaller and smaller and yeah. smaller yeah and then all of a sudden you start realizing wait a minute i can feel better and better and better some people may think okay well if you were that sick into your 30s you might have missed a lot of opportunity in life but i know i i know you have a family i know that <laughs> you didn't miss it all so tell us a little bit about you know once you started healing what it what what happened oh, i loved having a body that could move yeah. and i mean that's just an incredible feeling and it was you know when you are living in pain you forget what it feels like to not be in pain right and i remember so at this time i had moved out to california that's where i am now and I was still working in television, but I was already on my healing journey. And so everybody who I worked with here didn't know that I was sick girl. Everybody right. in New York knew me as the girl who sometimes needed to be carried up the stairs in our oh. studio because I couldn't do it. And here, they were like, how come she has more energy than everybody else? Well, I wasn't drinking coffee or soda. I wasn't eating what they were eating. And I don't smoke. I never did. But somebody actually told me when I first started working in television that like, you're never going to make it in this business because you don't drink coffee and you don't smoke. <laughs> and I did make it. I won an Emmy. And then I was like, okay, I kind of am addicted to this feeling of feeling good and helping people feel good. And there was something to, everybody kept asking me like, how come you have so much energy? What are you, what are you drinking? water. I was just <laughs> eating food and this real was a food, <laughs> real food. And it was just a complete shift. Cause honestly, my sugar was my energy previously. Right. And so and I it's related. A, it's a short ride that sugar totally. energy. Well, that's totally. why you eat yeah. so much of it. Right. Because you crash and you need more, you right. crash and you need more. And so it was that cycle. And then all of the other health problems that came along with it. And I just was on this wheel, hamster wheel and so I, I'm, I'm here and people are asking me and I, oh, so I'm sitting in my apartment and there was a knock on the door and I stood up to go answer the door and I went, oh, whoa, I just got up to answer the door. It wasn't like, you know, the, the, uh-huh. <laughs> the creaks and the, all that. And sort of like, I liken it to like when you have a fever and your head is so, so heavy, it's like an anvil. And then when you don't have a fever anymore, you don't feel your head. You, right. You're aware that it's on your body, but you don't yeah. feel it. But it's so heavy when you have a fever or a headache. You're like, oh. And so I did, I forgot what it was like to just be able to stand up and walk to the door. Yeah. And it was because I was on this, this healing journey that I continued when I moved. And I started... So then that was sort of the, hmm, maybe I'm supposed to do something different because everybody's asking me. And so my, the actors on the show I worked on and some of the crew became my first unofficial clients because I was like, well, here's what I'm doing. Maybe I should actually learn what I'm doing, like right. know how to do what I'm doing. And I went back to school for nutrition and Love then it. I became my own guinea pig. 
And so every different dietary theory, I tried it. I'm like, oh, maybe this. Oh, maybe this. Oh, that's why I struggled with my skin for so long. Oh, that's why I had hormonal imbalance. I was on the pill for, Ugh. I don't know, how many years? Over, well over 10, 15, uh -huh. 19 years, a really long time. Because I was told if I went off of it, my body is going to do what my body always does, which was not get my period sometimes for three months. Well, now I'm 35 and I go off the pill because I'm like, I shouldn't be on this anymore. And I do want to have kids one day, not today, but I do want to have kids. So I got to like, let's see if all the work I've been doing has, has moved the needle. And 28 days later, I got my period. And I actually ovulated wow. for the first time that I know that I knew because I was like, that was the most excruciating pain because <laughs> I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I had never felt that before. And this was extraordinary because I'd been numbed to it for so long. Sure. I have goosebumps. I'm wearing a big old warm fuzzy sweater <laughs> and I still have goosebumps. Wow. And the body is so miraculous that we could do a whole episode and we won't, I promise, on just <laughs> the pill. But the fact that your body was like, thank you for stopping that. And I'm just going to work like I'm supposed to now. You know, And it, and it wasn't wow. just the stopping of it. It was all of the work well, I did. Sure. You did yeah. all the things to balance if you had just done those things earlier. Yes, correct. Different trajectory. But then we wouldn't be so passionate about what we do right. because I know it's a, it's our story that, that drives us. So you start playing with actors and friends, yes, kind of, you know, making them guinea pigs along with you. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then I went to school and yeah. And then I just, so then it, then it just went from there and I was like, okay, this is, I think what I'm meant to do. This is why I can't explain why my dad died and died right. so young and suddenly, but now I understand what was going on and the things that we should have looked for, but and we this didn't is not okay. To. Yeah. Right. And so now I can help other people to not die. Right. I can help other people to not struggle for 10 years and miss the prime of their life. Right. Going to appointments. And so we can do it in a lot less time, three to six months, sometimes yes. a year, but like yes. not 10 years. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, bring back the the fertility piece. I was like, it's something I wanted to do, but not right then. And then it was, I got busy with, I went to school, then I started a practice and you got busy all that. And I was like, uh-oh, I'm 40. <laughs> we forgot to have a baby. We forgot yeah. to have a baby. <laughs> I forgot to put that on the calendar. Oops. <laughs> yeah. And so then it was more like, okay, well, use the tools that I know and just make sure they didn't know what was going to happen because everybody says conventional yeah. wisdom. You're old, thirty five after thirty five. Oh, it's going to be tough. After thirty seven, you have rotten eggs. Yeah, after thirty eight, so you're true. yeah, you're geriatric or advanced maternal yes. age, which is, is so the geriatric pregnancy. Just those two words together. If you don't, Oxymoron. they don't sound wrong to you. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. not all pregnant women geriatric. Let's just yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. So I worked on my husband. I worked on me for a year, just focusing on like hormone and like fertility. And before we even tried. And then within three months of trying, we got pregnant. And I was like, is that something? Uh -huh. This is a body who didn't get her period when she was was in her early 20s. She's in her early 40s and she made a baby. 
And I oh. had no complications. I had no trouble getting pregnant. I had, it was just the best. And I didn't know that was going to happen, honestly. Of course not. But you, like it was, you it said, was all just like, you did all that groundwork. And I love right. that you included, and I was working on him too. Cause, oh, yes. We tend to forget that part that, like, this is also important that mm-hmm. it takes two to make a healthy baby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's almost like the men tend to be kind of an afterthought if things aren't going as planned. So I love I that you were like, is. you know, can't fool me twice. We're both going to get healthy before we pull the trigger on this process. So Absolutely. I Absolutely. And how old is your son? He will be four next month. Oh, sweet baby. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So I'm proud of that traje- trajectory and how I'm just a completely different person than I was then where I couldn't even see the possibility of having a body that didn't hurt. Right. And having a baby in your forties, like that sounds just insane <laughs> or not, not at all. Right. Now, right. Like, of course you can. Why not? Right. Well, you when can. you, when you feel younger, as you age, it makes having a baby in your forties, you know, a totally different. Yeah story than when, you know, you're in your forties and you feel like you're in your sixties or seventies. Well, that's what they also tell us, right? After 40, it's all downhill, right? No, it's not. (laughs) I don't feel that way at all. I feel like it was an uphill climb to get here. Yeah. And, you know, now I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. I like what my body does. And it's also something that I, you know, I spent a lot of time learning about my body, the body, like the physiology of the body, but also how every body is different. Yes. You know, that's the functional approach. And so, you know, there are are certain truths about how the body works. And then also like your body is going to work different than my body and maybe have different needs. Right. Right. Different, different things that need to be addressed to get it back mm-hmm. into balance so it can mm-hmm. do the wonderful things like heal and yeah. get younger. And I love that. So for me, it was my 30s and 40s that were super rough. Okay. And I can tell you because you're going to be looking forward to it anyway. My <laughs> 50s have been amazing. Like I, you know, I learned to scuba dive. I now live on a farm taking care of it. Talk, you know, do the, the, doing the things that I would have never imagined. It used to be so hard just to change the sheets on the bed. Mm-hmm. And that was what I was thinking of when you were talking about like, oh, I got up and you know, wait, like that didn't hurt. I got to the door. I remember the first time I changed the sheets and wasn't exhausted just from changing sheets on the bed. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, I forgot that like people change the sheets all the time. It's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. I yeah. So I mean, going just... to the bathroom was a problem for me because you have to sit, they have to bend your knees <sighs> to go to the bathroom. And so like, thankfully in public bathrooms, they had those grab bars. Right. And I would like lower myself down. It's a kind of incredible, isn't it? To like, look over your shoulder and think back to, yeah, it, it's just an even having lived with that for so long, like, look at you now. It's, it's, so I love that. That's the whole point of this pod to give as many examples to people mm-hmm. <laughs> that, you know, the body can heal. We can all heal. It's never too late. It's never too early. 
it, as it's long just, as you give it the right tools, the yes. tools that it needs, it wants yeah. to heal. Yeah. And that's what I think we forget or we don't listen or we get so stuck in the pain of it. And that's the only right. thing we're hearing and not what your body is saying. Help me yeah. fix this. Well, I need, and- I'm deficient in this. Please. Do you see this? That's that I'm telling you like that, that rash means that there's something going on in here or, right. you know, that ache and pain. That's, that's something it's else. Information. It's we forget that. And, and as you know, and I know, and so many listeners know as well, when we don't figure it out as the body is whispering, it will get louder and louder and louder. And, and so I love that, that you're like, I love that it's, it was, you know, that one that's all it takes. One win, right? Like the one, all right, maybe I won't drink the orange juice. I thought that was good. It's, you know, it's orange. <laughs> it's vitamin C, right? Yeah. So I, that's amazing. I know. So I know <laughs> food obviously played a big role, but I know much like myself, you really underscore the importance of mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little more about that about using mindset for healing? Well, it, I don't, I honestly don't know what the, was it divine intervention or like what it was because, you know, the crying all of the time wasn't helping and everything out, you know, the meds weren't helping, the therapies weren't helping. And, and at some point I realized that there has to be a better way. And I was determined to find it. Yeah. And when I stopped looking for what was wrong with me instead. And I was looking for a label to be fixed. So instead of what's wrong with me, how can I feel better? What do I need to do? Because I know that I can, other people feel better. So can I. And, and so I, I stopped identifying with being a sick person because that's what I was, you know, hi, how are you? Oh, I feel I, my knee hurts. Oh, I can't like, that's what you say. You identify with that. And I just, I became I, like, I started to be sickened by myself. You know, I just didn't want to hear that anymore. I was literally sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. And, and then, so like my mission was different. It was more, more a proactive rather than fix me, feel me. What can I do? What's wrong with me to, oh, I can do that. And I feel better. Can I do that? And I feel better. What else? What else? And I can, can I yeah. Yes. And I kept, so it's, it's like, instead of going down, it was like up, 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 up. And I really liked that feeling of, yeah, I actually feel better when I do this. And I, I, yeah, I think we just, we get, it's the blame game looking for something to blame. And there wasn't anything. I feel like it was, it, well, poor diet, I would say. Right, right. But unintentionally, you were following the advice of the quote experts at the time. And I love that you said that. It's one of the first things I usually do with people that have diagnoses Mm -hmm. is to let's start unraveling that identify. I was there for a long time. I I identified with rheumatoid arthritis. Like that was Mm. who I was instead of all of the wonderful things I I am, you know, it was, I have our, everything was under that umbrella of, I have RA. Yeah. Therefore I'm tired and I'm in pain and I'm, I'm, I have RA. I can't, Um, I can't, I can't, I can't. 
Yeah. And so I love that you were like, no, I, you know, we need to not identify whether you have, whether you have a diagnosis or not. I sometimes say, I think it's a gift when you haven't gotten one yet, because mm-hmm. <laughs> then we don't have to, you know, totally shift that. But like you said, even without, you're still identifying with the pain and, and, you know, that inability to live the way you wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just, con- con- you know, consulting Dr. Google all the time. Oh. <gasps> No, it's, you know, and you know, what do these illnesses mean looking for a diagnosis instead of how do I help these pains go away? Right. What is my body really telling me? Oh, I can actually (laughs) by myself, make my body feel better. Right. Like what a concept that I didn't need surgery and I didn't need medication and I didn't need more therapies. I needed guidance. That's for sure. I needed a plan. I needed the education, you know, the tools. Well, and like you said, though, you made so much progress on your own, much like I did, but it took me after 11 years of not doing it the right way. It still took me years of trial and error. I love that you said you you became a guinea pig. Like yeah. I, I'm still a guinea pig. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think once, you know, I, I, and I love this with the, with the clients I work with too. Once we feel well, you know, then it's like it, you just start to get into that up level, up level, up level. You know, what else? What else? What else yes. can I do? Mindset, which is how we feel younger as we age. You know, it really is. You start to vision yourself as the higher version, and I say this with my clients all the time. Like that's part of my job is to is to hold you high. This vision that I see for you, right. And then when you get there, because it's hard, like sometimes you can't see it because you feel terrible. And it's like, right. okay, well, borrow my eyes. I see this for you. I know what's possible for you. And then when you get there, are you just content to stay there? Or do you want to no. reach for the next level? Yeah. Because once you get to that vantage point, you get to that part of the mountain. You're like, oh, this view is awesome. Wait, I can go higher. What's higher? See more. Right, right. I like it. I it's like so it. It's so true. We were we went hiking last weekend. We tried to go snowshoeing because we still had a lot of snow where I live. And we went up to one of my favorite hikes with the dogs and the snowshoes. And for some reason, there wasn't really, there was mud. There wasn't. So we we hiked instead. And as we, and it was really quiet. Like the parking lot at the lake had maybe three cars in it. And just as we were about to get out of the car, this woman in her, she had to be in her mid seventies, got out of her car. She was alone, grabbed her fishing gear, trekked her way across the lake and, you know, fished. We, we went on our hike and we passed her on our way back and chatted with her for a few minutes. And I was like, yes, like, you know, it's, it, it's one of those like amazing she can do that, but also it's because she's doing that. Like, right. It's you know right. it's cyclical. It's not, yeah. I'm old, so I can't. Just sitting I'm this in her age, chair, so like oh, I wish I could still fish, or you know, it was yeah. it was just so, you know. I think of all of the she got in the walk, she got in the time in nature, she got in the fishing. She just you know, I'm sure there's not much she can't do if anything. Awesome. And I'm like, that's what I want to be. I want to be you know, hiking in my seventies. Yeah. Why not? Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. Age, I I don't fear age, like the closer I get to 50, which, you know, that does, that is a scary number because of what happened in my family. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And also 
I don't feel like I'm on that same trajectory. I very easily would have been. Right. And so part of it is like, if that didn't happen, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people, you could have a heart attack and then get an opportunity to change your diet and then you go the other way. So I don't know why that right. didn't happen for my dad. Like, why couldn't he just have a heart attack? Like his first warning sign was death. Yeah, but even still back then, the, that's the whole thing, right? Like my dad, his, his father passed away at 60 from his second heart attack. Mm. And so that was one of my dad's biggest, you know, careful what you call in. He probably mm. put too much attention to, you know, changing trajectory. But so what did he do? He went low fat, you know, he he did what he was Same. told at the time. Same. And so, you know, it, it's... You know, the beauty is you're creating a different reality now. You remind me of something my dad said. So his mother died two years prior and she didn't go. It was, she shouldn't have died. She just, something happened. She was miserable and she basically stopped eating. And my dad was like, if you don't eat, you die. And that's ultimately what happened. And my grandfather who beat cancer died basically of a broken heart a year later oh. after my grandmother. He just couldn't live yeah. without her over yeah. 50 years together. And, oh. and so he like went crazy and then died. And my dad had to take care of him a little bit when he was sort of, he was just not himself sure. anymore. And I remember him saying, it sucks getting old. Don't let right. me get old. Right. And that's not what he meant. I don't want to no, get old, but, but that's what he said. That's what the universe heard. Yeah. No, so he didn't. He died yeah. young and in his prime playing tennis. Well, he died doing what he loved. He so did. that's good. And that's he always did. the, but yeah. And, and that's that we need to shift. That's why we have these conversations, you know, because it doesn't have to suck getting old. And the things we think of as aging are all just inflammation. Yes. So the the more we get under the, you know, reverse that inflammation, we don't yeah. have to feel old. Yeah. And I always say age is just everything you've done to yourself up until now. Right. And so yeah. we can undo a lot of that. We're resilient. I mean, that's that's the beauty. It's not like, yeah. oh, shoot, we got that wrong. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next lifetime. No, as we learn, we can shift and correct and our body We'll do things like make healthy babies at 42. Yeah. You know, it's really <laughs> yes, wild. It will. Yeah. It will. No, it, it wants to heal for you. It wants to heal for you. I love that. 100%. That's amazing. So, what is one step? I know I warned you this was coming <laughs> because there's so many. And I love that, you know, what, yes, you gave us the like, there are things we all need. And then there's the individual healing. Functional yeah. medicine approach, but yeah, but what is one thing people listening today can can do to start to improve health? Well, I would say, yeah, there's there's always so many, but <laughs> you know, you have to look at what your these are what we consider to be non negotiables, and so looking at are you pooping. Are you sleeping? Are you pooping right like regularly? Regularly, right. I yeah, that's a good fair because uh-huh. I used to poop two to three times every two uh-huh. to three days. Uh-huh. I thought that was okay because I didn't have time. 
Right. And that was I didn't have your time to no, go to the know. bathroom. Right. But, oh no, that's normal for me. No. It's and when not. I when I went to an acupuncturist for my chronic pain and he looked at my tongue and he's like, How often do you go to the bathroom? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, like two days ago. When I like, have to. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think that there was anything wrong with that. I didn't want to right. have to go at work. That's nobody, inconvenient and, and embarrassing. Talks about that. Yeah. yeah. So but looking us. at yeah, I talk about poop every day. Poop and oh, pee, me poop, too. pee and gas. Poop, yep. pee and gas. <laughs> and so looking at that and your sleep and your digestion. And so like those those three things. And so where, what area do you need the most work? Maybe it's all three. But look, just pick one of those things that you feel like, well, yeah, I, I, I don't poop every day. It's every three days. Okay. So that's the thing that you readdress first. Or maybe, no, I, I sleep horribly. I wake up in the middle of the night or I go to bed at 2 a.m. I mean, I hear that a lot. I'm just like, oh my God, I don't have time to sleep. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I've heard I'll sleep when I'm dead. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, you a will. Lot sooner. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> Soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. So the sleep thing, because again, I, I get it because when I was working in television, I was on set at 6 a.m. So I'm up at 4, 4.30 in the morning and I'm coming home at 9 o'clock at night. Right. And so I, I didn't sleep very much. I was used to four hours. And now, <laughs> no. I can't, I cannot function on four hours of sleep. You just become, it's just, it's just, it's, it's no, it's unacceptable. Uh, no, yeah. that it, alone it, will create illness over time. So that's, I love that, that you are sharing the parts of your story. People sometimes look at me and they think like, I just was born this way, right? Eating yeah, yeah. well, sleeping all the time, drinking enough yeah. water, pooping regularly. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, the, like we're always looking for like the big fancy thing. So I really love that. Although, haha, your one thing wasn't really one thing, but, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you got around it really like beautifully. <laughs> but it's, well, it's basics. Like people... You know, somebody asked me, I had a doctor recently asked me, what's your favorite detox protocol to use? And I'm like, water? Yeah. Poop? Urine? Sweat? Breath? Like, like, let's, We, you know, we're always, again, that's still kind of that mentality of like, what pill is going to fix me? Like, let's, are we doing the basic things? Because the reality is it's not just one thing. It's no. not just one thing that got you here. And it's not just one thing that's going to fix it. But there is one place that you can start. And where that is might be different for everybody. And actually, no, I'll give you the one thing. <laughs> the one thing, because it ties to both of the three things that I said. Well, the two other things that I said. It's your digestion. Okay. It's that's your digestion. Fair. Yeah. Because if that's not functioning, you're going to have poor elimination. Yeah. You're going to have poor sleep because you probably have blood sugar dysregulation. And the poor digestion is going to manifest in skin issues, hormonal imbalances, headaches, low energy, like so many things. And so that's probably the best place to start. How is your digestion? And then the checklist of all of those things. Well, no, my digestion is good. It's fine. I don't have any gas or, or diarrhea or constipation. Okay. Well, do you have these other things? Well, yeah. Okay, so let's back it up. <laughs> and there are things that we need to fix. Maybe you're not absorbing nutrients. Maybe that's what the issue 
virtue is. There's some kind of kink in the system here. So there you go. There's your one thing. (laughs) I love it. And I know you so generously offered a gift for listeners, which is the roadmap to to chronic illness recovery. And we'll have links to that in the show notes, unless you want to tell them now how to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can go to alisonsamen.com. It's Samen like Matt Damon, but with an S. alisonsamen.com slash roadmap. And it's basically what I took 10 years to figure out. Yep. And you can start right away. And then, you know, I always say when, when you work with me within two weeks or sooner, so there's going to be some kind of shift. And if you follow the roadmap, you are going to see a shift. So whether that's in better sleep, better poop, better feeling after you eat, better energy, one of those things is going to happen right away. I, I, I can like almost guarantee it, which we're not supposed to guarantee, but I can almost guarantee it if, <laughs> if you follow, that will happen for sure. Fantastic. And we'll yeah. have links to all of your all of your things, but for people listening on the go, where is the best place to find you? Yeah. So I would say at Health Alley on Instagram, come and- say hi. Yay. Allie, thank you so much. You have shared some amazing gold with us today. And your story is so inspiring. Thank you. I appreciate being here. I I think your podcast is wonderful and does a lot to inspire and educate people. So it's an honor to be here. Thank you. That's why we're here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For everyone listening, remember, you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guest. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.